0: welcome to so this is holland an unexpected trip to special needs parenting hosted by michelle finn and donna sandoval fellow special needs moms keeping it real and providing a place for you to listen in and say oh my gosh me too Hello and welcome back to So This Is Holland. Today Michelle and I are going to speak about something that I am knee deep in and that is the medication game. I think that a lot of us special needs parents have dealt with this at some time. You might be dealing with it now. You might be just getting to and seeing the light again but it is hard. It is emotional. It is exhausting and I just i like to talk about things that i'm going through so i told michelle i'm like i would love to talk about the medication game so hello michelle hey so have you gone through the medication i mean you obviously josh is you know a lot older than james so you've been in this a lot more so i'm sure there's been ups and downs and different medications and stuff like that yeah
1: seizure meds are scary to me um we obviously have to have them. I am very anti-medication in many ways because of everything that we've gone through, but I also realize the necessity of medicine. So, right. we do use meds. And even now with his um his Depaco, which is what he takes for seizures, after the last round of seizures, he actually tremors almost daily all day long. You can actually see a slow tremor which is because of his medicine. And it's, it's let him tremor or switch meds.
0: Right. And you never know what the next med is going to have a side effect. Like it's knowing the demon that you're dealing with versus the one that you don't know. Like,
1: right. And making that decision of what is best for them. And it's all on you to make that
0: decision for your child of what they're going to go through. It's their lives are in our hands. It's a big responsibility. So I wanted to talk about this because I haven't really discussed what happened in the past year. So let me just give you a history of with James and his medication is not for seizures. Knock on wood. We do not deal with seizures, which is rare for our one P 36 but a lot of us one P 36 families do have seizures in the mix. Um, but James, when he was little, maybe about like 15 months old, he rocked really hard on his head, like all the time throughout the night and he'd had scabs on his head and, I mean, it was just, it was a lot. And I had noodles on all his bars in his crib. I ended up putting him to bed with a soft helmet. And so the neurologist put us on Risperidone because he said this, is it's similar to like restless leg syndrome. It's just, a, a, I don't know. So I was like, okay. And th- that was my first thing with drugs. And then with Risperidone and then later on we were dealing with lack of really bad sleep all, I mean, I didn't sleep for probably the first five years of James's life solid. Like he was up all the time. So then they gave me, um, clonazepam. So for a long time, James was on both risperidone and clonazepam and then we were dealing with like upgraded behaviors constantly and they would just keep upping the dose of those two medications. And I got to a point that they were like, well, we can add Prozac. It's another class of the drug. And that was the end of last summer or in the beginning of last summer. And I pulled back and I said, I don't want to keep drugging my child. He's so little. And I, I've never known him without these. Like, I want to see what, what he's like without anything. So I ended up going the THC route and I am in California. So I got him his medical record card. I found a really knowledgeable dispensary medical dispensary and spoke to them and found a product that was just THC. And I used it during the weaning process because the Risperidone is an antipsychotic and those are really tough on the withdrawal process. And it was, freaking heartbreaking. I mean, James was, I believe, cause he doesn't speak, you know, he can't talk to me and tell me how he's feeling. So it's so scary to watch him and you just watch him like a hawk with all this medication game. You just have to watch and try to perceive what they're feeling and what it's doing to them. And, um, for a good two, three weeks, we had some serious withdrawals where he would run to the back of my room, my house and just stare up at the ceiling and scream, which I'm thinking were like hallucinations, yeah. anxiety, yeah. like, it was awful. But then once I got him off, he was a completely new child. Like he was happy. He was hilarious. He was good, good tempered. And I, and I was like, Oh my gosh, all these years of this medication was actually creating his angst and moodiness and the behaviors that we just kept on adding more drugs to it. So I was so proud of us. And I was just like, yes, no drugs. Because then I I didn't have to use THC even either. um, Once we were through the withdrawals, I did occasionally when he was having a serious meltdown, I used a tincture, which is just a cream. And I'd put it on like the inside of his elbows. And then within 10 minutes, it would calm him down. But that was just on rare occasions of like intense intense break breakdowns.
1: Yeah. I didn't um, realize the cream worked like that.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. I try. Cause anytime I give him any of the THC, I would try the dose first. And for me, cause he's been drugged up his whole life. Like he acts fine. Like he doesn't even act like I'm stoned this shit with his little tiny dose that I gave him. And then with that tincture I pass out. Like I'm out on wow. the couch. So I don't even, and he doesn't go to sleep on it. He's just, it just calms him down. So we went a whole year drug free. And then all of a sudden the beginning of this summer before school let out, he went crazy. Like, I don't even know. i I'm, my James is gone. Like, I don't know. He's trying to kill me. Like I, the only option I had, I tried the THC again. It was not working. So we went back the medication. And so, you know what? It just hit me.
1: Early puberty. Our boys, a lot of them experience early puberty, which that could be the cause of these behaviors.
0: And that's what the doctor said. And she said, we might just be in a really rough four to five years. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, great. So, and she's like, but we can manage it with medication. So at this point, yes, it was awesome to be medication free. I loved it for my boy, but we also have to survive our everyday life. And yeah. with James trying to kill me and have trying to like, I mean, it, not just me, like it's, it was his therapist. And now he used to never get reports back from school and he's having behaviors at school there. I mean, he's not even thriving in school at this point. So I am really heartbroken because then he also, because now he's on Zyprexa, which is a new antipsychotic and he blew up tons of weight gain. His eating is already out of control and he got even more out of control. So now we put him on an ADHD stimulant in the morning. I'm not noticing a big difference in behavior wise because with the antipsychotic, it stopped the crazy like outburst of him trying to kill me five times a day. It's now maybe once every other day. Um, So that's good. But Now the ADHD medicine, his appetite is way lower. Like he's not wanting, the only thing I can get him to actually eat is like a frozen burrito. Everything else he plays with in his mouth and spits it out. Like not even a waffle, like not even in and out burger and fries. He was like spitting that out. I'm like, what? How long has
1: he been on the med?
0: Uh, Two weeks.
1: Okay. Okay. So the, the good news is his body's still getting used to it. So hopefully you're going to see a change in the next two weeks. Cause don't they say about 30 days to like get used to the meds
0: with it, with the ADHD and which is why we went this route instead of like the Zoloft or Prozac is because it's instant. You can tell if it's working or not. So, and it doesn't have to like build in their system, like a lot okay. of the other drugs. Um, so whether he has appetite and stomach issues or whatever's happening, because it does uh, ADHD. A lot of times, those medications like upset your stomach. They you're not you don't have any appetite for the foods you want. Which with James being almost 100 pounds, like he's dropping a couple pounds already in two weeks, which is great in that aspect but he's still just moody and temperamental and doesn't want to work. Doesn't want to do anything. I can't get him to use his talker for the life of me. Like every, every time I bring it out, he freaks out, which that's our communication. And he was rocking his talker. So it feels like we're moving backwards right now. I'm sorry. So, and uh, that's just why, and I know, and I, I know that I'm talking a lot on this It's just, I'm in it right now. And it is so heartbreaking. And just talking about it, I'm going to cry. Um, you feel so out of control because it's, and you're making these decisions and are you doing the right thing for your son? The doctors really like go, well, here's your options. What do you yeah. want to do? And you really just wish someone would just like give you. And I asked him about geocyte, which is a drug like a test that they can do based on the chromosome of what works. And she that doesn't recommend good. And I guess it doesn't really work that well. You're still in the guessing game of like, what's the best. And it's just, I miss my son. And I just, if it's going to be four to five years, it's puberty. Like, I don't even know. I, I'm like, usually I feel in control and I have the answers and I have a game plan of attack. But I just feel like I'm, I don't right now.
1: <laughs> oh, I wish I could reach. The
0: right oh, sorry. Ugh.
1: No, it's real. It's don't apologize. It is scary. This is something that so many of us deal with. And I think that many people will be able to relate to it. I mean we have to decide surgeries and medicines and we're making these decisions for these little lives and it's
0: it's a lot on
1: our shoulders.
0: Yeah. It it is a lot and even I've had to pull back behavioral therapy which is that the right answer like but he was killing his therapist <laughs> like, and and we're also about to move. And that's scary. So part of me, because the side effects that you read on these drugs are freaking gnarly, and especially the antipsychotic ones, like if you notice any involuntary movements like tremors or anything like that, they are permanent. They do not go away like one. It's too late. And so you have to pull them off of them. But the most likely they will be stuck with that that tick or whatever forever. So I'm always watching him. I'm always worried now that my 100-pound big old boy that ate nonstop isn't eating. I'm getting messages from school saying, James is not snacking. He's not eating lunch. Like, this is not our James. I'm getting messages from his teacher saying, what happened to our happy James? Like, I know. I miss him, too. Like, Oh, and I'm just trying to get it like through this and look at the joys and know that my son is healthy for the most part. I know it could be so much worse and he is able enough to be a little tyrant. (laughs) Like that is a blessing in itself, but it's still so hard. I, I,
1: I think we all understand though. I mean, it's, it is hard to watch your child kind of disappear into medicine and, just want it back the way that it was. It's it's devastating and it, it hurts our heart. And again, it's this responsibility of, am I doing it? If I made a different decision, would we still be in this? But you can't do that because right now you're making the best decision that you can with the knowledge that you have and you love him and you are going to make sure that he is okay it's just you're going through a season right now, and it's it's going to get better. You know it's going to get better. You're just in it right now, and it is hard as hell.
0: I think it's scary not knowing if it's going to get yeah. better. Like, the fear of is, it's going mean, to get better. Because, I mean, he's, you know, he's James, and I I don't – I hope he's not just an angry – upset frustrated child i mean because he doesn't he's just unfiltered because he will go from a moment of a total freak out while i'm trying to change his diaper and kick me and heal me and hit (laughs) my face and scratch me like i have scratches all over my arms just right now just from the different outbursts and that's on the medications but then there's and then two seconds you do a redirect and then he's like (laughs) ha. Like we watched church at home on Sunday, and he was praising and dancing and he found it on his YouTube and he's been watching church like worship every day every time he's on his thing. and that just those moments is what I'm trying to hold on to during this and know that and and also just my history of like when I'm going through a struggling time like this, I try to use it and share it like we're doing here today, which gives me some release. a a little bit of the weight off just because I know that I'm learning and hopefully by me sharing it, I'm helping somebody else going through it and that somehow makes it easier for me to deal and cope. Like that's my coping mechanism.
1: (laughs) And I'm glad you have this outlet to do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I keep clearing, like hitting mute to clear my throat. I'm sorry guys. No, you're good. Um, And that's easy for me to be quiet today because of my throat. Um, But no joshua the same thing with him as in the the moods i think that's a 1p thing and i really do think because as a mom of a 20 year old i've had those moments we're kind of in it now too i haven't talked about it a lot josh's behavior has been a nightmare um and then when we're talking to a geneticist um at our conference he was telling me because of josh's age and because there are no services for him where we're at, that they see that is common with kids. Well, Josh is a young man now, but young men his age or young people his age, that the behaviors get out of control. And I miss my kid too. He wants to spend most of his day in his room. When he is with me, he's screaming at me all the time. Now I'm in tears often because, and then with talking about medicine, I watch I watch my kid tremor, right? No, like cool. when I say tremor, he's got nystagmus. So his eyes bounce and he's had that all of his life. Now it went away for a couple of years and then he had the seizures and it came back. So it's definitely neuro- neurological. But isn't that a
0: trigger too because that's like that would trigger me like is a seizure happening like no no no? okay good because i'm like oh my god
1: no and i think because he was born like this this isn't something that freaks me out it freaks other people out when they're looking at him they're like why are his eyes bouncing? and like it's called nystagmus yeah but what does make me sad is that the fact is when you watch him his head shaking his body shaking like it's a very subtle shake but it's always there and I've talked to Neuro about it and they're like, well, we can add meds, we can take away meds, but you know, this is a type of med he has to be on and this is gonna cause this. And I'm like, but it didn't do it for so many years. It didn't do it until one of the hospitals that we went to and I will not shout them out, but I despise this.
0: (laughs) I know a Top 12 (laughs) hospital in our country.
1: um but they when joshua had the grandma seizure that broke his femur bone i'm very aware of what goes into his body so they had hooked him up to a med in the emergency room and i was like wait a second what is that it was keppra they didn't ask me if he had a seizure disorder they didn't ask me if he was on seizure meds they said it's just their policy to put anybody that has had a seizure on Keppra when they get into the emergency room. And that medicine caused so, I it took me three days to get them to, to stop giving it to him. I mean, honestly, and I didn't, the reason I didn't pull it out of his arm is because I didn't know what side effects it could cause. Oh, if and I you did don't that.
0: know, and you want these doctors to be the ones to lead the way and they give, you can't. Like we really, it's scary because because many of them don't care. It's like, this is a
1: patient, you make the decision, I'm not gonna educate you. And I'm gonna get a little bit uh, where I hate where people go is since COVID, I feel like the lack of care from the medical community, and I get it, they are probably so freaking burned out, Yeah, but it's not there. When I'm asking questions, I need you to educate me. I don't want to be educated by Google because Google's not always right with the sites that you go to. Right. Right. So it is, it, it's terrifying, but I did get him off. He became a monster. On, well, not a monster, a zombie on Keppra. Like, yeah. And I know Keppra is a really great drug for some. And that's the thing is we get that um, question. and Looking for course. that
0: magic cocktail. Well, we just got to keep trial and error till we find that magic cocktail of what works for him. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it sucks and it's hard and it's long. And it's like, now I'm sitting here watching him. I'm like, do I take him off this antipsychotic, which will have its own issues of withdrawal. Yeah. when then will I just be putting him back on it? If it like, I, I do want to wean him off once we're moved and in after the transition, because I hate the antipsychotic. I, and I know that it's causing like the normal moodiness. And so I want that gone, but then they're like, well, let's play with this. And then if this doesn't work, we can add the Zoloft and and the Prozac, like w- one of those. And But those take like three weeks to get into their system. So you don't know if that's going to work. And then it's like graphing yeah. behaviors. And it's just- and it's, it's all messing with exhausting. their brain. He's
1: it's exhausting. Brain. <laughs> or, or Joshua has to take a, a medicine for his liver to protect his liver from all the meds that he has to take.
0: Well, they want to put him on a, um, a blood pressure medication now too because of the drugs that he's on. So add his weight. I'm like
1: <laughs> another another thing with meds too is like the interactions, right? So like the Depocote, Josh can't have cold medicine. So if Josh gets sick because of the um Oh my gosh, the antihistamine. My brain just like left somewhere there. because of the <laughs> antihistamine he can't. It it, it it interacts with the Depakote, so if he's got like congestion and stuff, and Josh can't like, uh, 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 you yeah. know like really get it up, yeah. And I'm like, what do I do? So like, Claritin. That's that's what we can do. It's Claritin, and I'm like, this isn't enough. Like when he got COVID, I was scared to death. I'm like. What if he can't get it up? What I can't give him any meds. What am I supposed to do? How how do we do this? Um, Does he have a
0: nebulizer or anything at home? No, no. And I mean,
1: but I did have his doctor on speed dial. They knew like what was going on. We, but again, there was a drug that they could give him to help with COVID, but it interact it, it interacts with Depakote, and I'm like. So there's times that I'm like, I just want to get him the hell off a of Depakote, but my And you're son, terrified
0: because it's a Depakote keeping him from having another grand mal seizure.
1: Well, Joshua, ha- Joshua has been on Depakote for 16 years. Okay. okay? So Joshua has had three in the hospital. Okay. So three. Joshua has had four seizures in 16 years.
0: But they were not those big though. He doesn't (laughs) very
1: very big he has broken three bones with two of those seizures that's insane and 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 then yeah like i don't know if he will survive his seizures they are really really bad seizures but he's had four of them yeah right so before that we were having more seizures and they were big so what do you do so i get get you're
0: a demon of choice like i said like what, what, what do we want to deal with? What side effect do we want to deal with from curing this, but causing this or risking this? And then it's just, and then behaviors because he's not using his talker, and he is going through puberty and he is eight years old and he's just maybe, I mean, maybe it's just part of it. And now I'm trying to like mute it with drugs. I don't even know, (laughs) I don't even know. No, you're not, listen. James is to the point, like you say, he's trying to kill you. Like
1: he is, yeah. he's violent. He's up. That's not normal behavior, though, Donna, and no. you
0: know that. I know so and that's not fair for him to live that way. It's not fair for us to live that way. We no. can't. And my no. biggest fear no. is that I, he's going to get to the point that I cannot. Handle him, and I will have to put him into a home where they will just sedate him with said drugs and let him be a zombie at a home. And I don't want that for my son. And that is our—that is the, my biggest fear of there trying to know. figure all this out. Like you're jumping ahead. I know, that's, that's what my mind does. I know, and, and I know, and that's where our, a lot of us go.
1: And our next episode is going to be on anxiety, which that's yeah, because holy really shit really balls. Well <laughs> But that's where we all, that's where we often go. Right. So just, I'm going to do it guys. I'm going to do it. I want you just to go ahead and close your eyes.
0: (laughs) I think I need it. I'm like sitting here in tears. Seriously, just
1: close your eyes. And I want you to take a nice deep breath in through your nose. And I want you to sigh it out of your mouth, like this audible (sighs) sigh. And I want you to do that just a couple more times. And as you, as you exhale, I want you just to let it go, like tell yourself, I am doing the best that I can, I'm doing a good job, and do two more of those, know that you need to be easy on yourself.
0: Oh that help at all? Yeah. The first one I thought I was going to audibly sob. <laughs> <laughs> That's, okay. That's okay. I was like, wait, I'm not supposed to sob. I'm supposed to sigh.
1: <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm not there to give her a big hug. So I didn't know that I was like-
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad that I got the opportunity to share this. And I think that it is something that so many of us deal with and share your experience You know, we all are all in this together and maybe there's something that we can learn from each other. There probably is in my, you know, we, we always learn from sharing and talking to each other and and having that communication open. So thank you for for letting me.
1: (laughs) Right. Even if you're a new parent, we all have value. We all have something to offer each other. So don't be shy. Don't be shy. If you're new, don't be shy. If you've been doing this for a million years, we can all learn from each other. So just be easy on yourself and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hang out with us and be a guest on our show, you can go over to our Instagram page. So this is Holland podcast. Go to our bio and there'll be an application there. You can also find Donna at determined Donna on Instagram, or you can find Michelle at Michelle Finn coaching on Instagram. Have a great day.